Good evening. My name is Sue. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Certainly abstinent today by the power of a power greater than myself, not by the power of Sue. Um, um, most of you have heard my story already. Um, I come from a dysfunctional family, um, but I don't know a lot of families that aren't dysfunctional in some way or another. Um, and I've learned to accept that my family did the best that they could with what they had. I am the second oldest of five children. Um, statistics, okay, let's do the statistics first. Um, I'm a relapse survivor. I came back to OA in November of 2010, um, weighing 340 pounds. Um, I got abstinent in January of 2014. And um, I'm down 95, between 95 and 90 and 100 pounds. My weight fluctuates because unfortunately I get leg edema. And so it depends on how much water I'm holding. Um, but it's close to 100 pounds and I still have more weight to lose. Um, so I'm in the process of losing 100 pounds or more. Um, so anyhow, I do come from a dysfunctional family. I'm the second oldest of five. Um, I did 12 years of good Catholic education and um, left with no thought of what a higher power was supposed to be um, because I wanted God to make my family life better and it didn't happen and I was very angry at God um, because my, my parents fought. Um, there was a lot of anger in the household that I grew up in. And all I saw was, you know, there we were. We had to go to church every Sunday. We had to support the Catholic Church. And yet when they came home, there was such dis discord in the house. Um, to me, it was, it was almost unbearable. Um, and I thought that my feelings would go away when I got to be an adult. And it was very sad to learn that they did not. They only got worse as I got older. Um, I used food early on. My first memories of food is from when I was about three or four years old. Um, we lived with my grandparents. We lived in the house that my mother was brought home to as a baby. Um, then my parents didn't, did not move out after they got married. My father just moved into the house. Um, and um, when my grandmother died in the house, um, we were sitting next door to the neighbors, and I remember what we had for dinner. Um, and I was like three or four. And occasions were always greeted with lots of food, lots of drink, lots of everything, lots of excess. Um, there were always goodies around in the house. And then I was told when I was like 12 um, that I needed to go on diets because I was gaining weight and I was getting too fat. Um, my mother became my eating buddy as well as my diet buddy because every time we went shopping, we always stopped for some kind of goodie after we finished shopping. Um, but at 16, I got taken to a diet doctor with my mother. I went to this diet doctor and he gave me a box of pills and it was a fasting diet with amphetamines, um, and, um, other selected pills. I don't even know what else was in that pill box. Um, but for like six months, all I did was drink diet soda and, um, take my pills and I lost a lot of weight. But as soon as I stopped taking the pills, the weight came right back on because I didn't learn how to eat. Um, and, uh, you know, food was my refuge. Um, the house was crazy and I hid with the food and with the, and with the book. I used to sit on the bottom of the stairs, read a book and eat and, um, let people walk all over me. 
got through high school, um, was a B-plus student. My sister was an A student, um, was never good enough, was never um, smart enough, was never pretty enough. My sister was always better than I was. And I somehow thought that she got the directions to life and I somehow missed out. Um, and um, life went on because life does. Um, my father was sickly um, from most of the, my, from the time I was 12 or 13, I remember my father being sickly and he just got sicker as he got older. Um, when I was 18 or 17, he um, had a seizure and fell down the basement stairs and hit his head on the concrete floor. And um, my biggest fear was having, my mother worked nights, was having to go upstairs and wake up my mother to tell her that my father had fallen down the stairs and wasn't getting up. Um, and they took him to the hospital and he was in a coma for a year and a half before he finally passed away. Um, and um, when I got out of Catholic school, I went to a New York City public nursing school. Now again, it was a nursing school, so there were mostly girls, but there were a couple of guys. And um, some of the girls taught me a few things that I really had never seen or heard of going to Catholic school. And um, I just, I really found a whole new world and um, more things to try and fill that hole in the center of my being. Um, and I was always trying to get rid of that hole in the center of my being. Um, I found a man who said he loved me. Um, I married him. I got pregnant. Almost, I got pregnant right away. Um, we had a baby, um, and um, I was miserable. Um, and so I ate um, to make it better. Um, eventually, we had a second child. I had a house in the suburbs, the white picket fence, the tree outside, two kids, um, and all I wanted to do was eat and hide away from the world and not not face the world, not not face reality. Um, and that only got worse as I got older until in um, 2000, well, in 1990, um, they started to talk to me about having to make life changes because I was getting, you know, you needed something done, I would do it. I was a joiner. Um, and I joined things because I felt like you'd like me if I did that. I felt that I would be on the inside and people would admire me if I did that because I didn't think that people liked me very much because I didn't like myself. And, um, but people, my doctors were talking to me about life changes. And, um, so I started seeing a therapist and, um, I started to take an anti-anxiety med and an antidepressant. And in January of 1991, I sat down with a bottle of vodka and a bottle of Xanax. And, um, my therapist called me and told me to hold on. And he called 911 from the other line. And I wound up in the emergency room of a local hospital. Um, for the next six months, I was in uh, the psych wards. Um, and finally, the head nurse said that I was drinking every time I came in that maybe my problem was alcohol. And I knew it wasn't because I had stopped drinking before. And, you know, I could stop drinking any time I wanted. Um, but they were pretty persistent and they didn't know what else to do with me. So I wound up going to my first 12-step meeting in the basement of that hospital. And... Um, Everybody had dollars on the table, and I thought it was to buy the food that they had for breakfast. And I was mad because I didn't have a dollar and couldn't buy the food. Um, so by the end of the next week, I was in a dual diagnosis, um, drug and alcohol, and psychiatric center in upstate New York, where I spent the rest of the summer. 
and um, got a good education in the 12-step programs. And when I came out, I dutifully went to Alcoholics Anonymous for the next seven years. I went to four and five meetings a week and um, never felt like I fit in there. Um, I was gaining weight. Um, and I tried one more time to go to a pay and weight program where I lost 25 pounds. And um, then I started to cheat on my diet. And I said to my therapist, you know, I've heard of this program called Overeaters Anonymous. Maybe I should try and go there. And she told me to be careful because she had heard strange things about people from OA. And, um, but I had to do something because I was getting medically sick. And um, I needed to, everybody kept telling me I had to lose the weight. So um, I went, I called the um, hotline number for the local intergroup that was in the white pages at the time, for all those who remember phone books with white pages. And um, I called the, the hotline and found out where there was a meeting. And when I got to the meeting, there was nobody there except the two people and nobody had the key to the church. So the woman who was there said she knew where there was supposed to be another meeting, and we went there, and um, there was nobody there either, but she knew where the stuff was for a beginner's meeting. And between the two of us, we had a beginner's meeting, and I knew that I was home. Um, she told me to come back the next night that there was a regularly scheduled beginner's meeting, and there was about 50 or 75 people in the room. And so I began my journey with Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I came to meetings. I went, it was, I followed a group. Tonight, Monday, we're going to this place. Tuesday, we're going here. Wednesday, we're going there. And after the Saturday morning meeting, we went out to the diner for breakfast or lunch. Um, and um, that was the pattern. And we repeated it week after week. And um, I began to feel like I fit in, um, at least a little bit. And that went on for almost four years. And I lost 100 pounds almost right away. Um, I started to go out speaking. And it was just like, wow, isn't this great? Isn't it? Aren't I wonderful? Look at what I'm doing. And um, my sponsor and I didn't get too much into the steps. And, um, but it was great. It was a wonderful life. I thought, it was, I, thought I, had, I had it made. And um, I went to see my doctor. He told me to stop losing weight, that I had lost as much weight as I needed to lose. And, um, and then um, I stopped doing as much service as I was doing. And then I stopped going to as many meetings as I was going to. And then I was outside the rooms and didn't go to any meetings at all. And um, I figured, well, I have some friends and I have a food plan. I can do this. And um, as I was out for a little while, I started to pick up some of the foods that I wasn't eating anymore. And then I started to pick up some more of them. And, um, you know, over the course of the next seven years, I gained back not just the 100 pounds I had lost, but 60 pounds on top of that. And I wound up at 340 pounds, um, having another almost complete nervous breakdown and winding up in a psychiatric day treatment program and losing my job. Um, and um, I knew the only place I could go because I was still seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist and um, my food was out of control, my life was out of control and I knew I needed to go back to OA. And so for my goal for the day in the psychiatric day treatment program was to go back to an OA meeting. Um, I had tried to go back to OA a couple of times and I'd go to one or two meetings, but I just 
was so ashamed. Um, so I went to a meeting where I actually knew somebody and they actually welcomed me back with open arms. Um, and they taught, they loved me until I could love myself. And um, there the journey to my recovery really began. Now, um, it didn't come overnight. It didn't come one, two, three. It took some time um, because um, it took time for me to actually accept that I was a compulsive overeater. And it took some time for me to really acknowledge that I had to get abstinent, that um, I had to accept that I had to follow some kind of food plan. So, like I said, I came back from relapse in November of 2010, but it took me till January of 2014 for me to follow any kind of consistent food plan. And in the beginning, my food plan was full of a lot of stuff that people would say that you really need to give up. And I did need to give them up. I just wasn't ready yet. Um, so I had to accept that that's where I was, and that's what my food plan was. And I talked to my sponsor about it, and she agreed. And so we started from there, and my food plan has changed and developed since then. Um, and a lot of the things I allowed myself to eat when I first came in, I don't eat anymore. Um, and um, now I eat a much more nutritious food plan that doesn't have a lot of garbage in it. And... Um, I try to stay away from recreational sugar and, um, you know, eat three meals a day with a snack. And um, I've lost 90 pounds. Um, this time I've practiced, I've worked all 12 steps, not just the first couple. Um, and service is a keystone of my um, recovery. I do a lot of service for whatever meetings I go to. Um, I do service from my face-to-face, well, I used to be face-to-face meetings, they're now all on Zoom, um, but I've done service on both the group level. Um, I've been group treasurer, I've been group secretary, um, I've done service on the intergroup level. Um, I'm currently the intergroup chair, and um, I've done service for the phone meetings. Most of the people on the phone meetings know me. Um, I'm now the service coordinator, the speaker service coordinator for this meeting, and I moderate on Friday nights. Um, I do the dash. Um, you know, I do whatever needs to be done. And um, I discovered phone meetings shortly after I got abstinent in January of 2018, about six weeks after I got abstinent. Um, we had moved um, in 2012, and... Um, in February of 2014, I slipped on the ice here and I broke my ankle and it was my right foot and I couldn't drive back to my face-to-face -face meeting. So I had to find something to substitute it because I really needed the meetings. And so I just, I looked on the website and I found the 100-pounders telephone meeting. And I started Gentle calling reminder. into this meeting. Thanks. And I started calling into this meeting. Um, and that's how I got hooked on phone meetings. So most nights I don't watch TV. I stay on phone meetings. So I get a meeting every night. Um, and um, um, so anyhow, um, and um, like I said, I do service. Um, I do service on the phone meetings. I do service on the face-to-face -face meetings. And um, what helped me, I, got a, I know somebody from the face-to-face -face meetings who gets involved with the virtual, work, virtual uh, region. and. Um, I wound up helping with the registration for the virtual convention. Um, but I really believe in the responsibility pledge of, um, you know, 
always to extend the hand of OA to all that suffer. For this, I am responsible. If not me, then who? Um, I was taught that recovery is outside my comfort zone, but I have to stretch it. And um, that, you know, I need OA, and I do it for selfish reasons because I need OA to be here. Like I said, I was seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist, and I still gained back 160 pounds. Um, So I know that I need OA to be here. I need recovery to be here so that I don't gain all my weight back again. Um, One day at a time, and I truly do live this program one day at a time because I believe what it says in our readings, that I can do something for 12 hours that would appall me if I felt I had to keep it up for a lifetime. And I get through life one day at a time. Um, And, um, you know, um, I've allowed through working the 12 steps, I found out that I was a control freak. That's one of my big character defects. And I was able to give up control over my kids and my husband and let them be themselves, and that was such a gift Um, because I don't need to be in charge anymore. Um, I can let them be, and, you know, they have a higher power, and it's not me, and it makes my life so much easier, and it also makes their life so much easier. So I'm starting to get scattered, um, so I think from there I'm going to pass. Again, my name is Sue. I live on the East Coast. My phone number is 516. 721-0816. Again, that's 516-721-0816. You can call or text me anytime. Say you're from OA, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for letting me share.